be planted, understanding the warring spirits. Our focal scripture is found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Understand that it is not the people, but warring spirits that come to kill, steal, and destroy, or disrupt the people of God. Warring spirits are much like demonic spirits and principalities. They are set and assigned against the church. Part one, be planted. We talked about you must be planted to grow. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. We talked about not allowing the, the storms of life or church hurts to uproot you. And part two, be planted, uproot the enemy or the agents of confusion. We talked about not allowing the enemy to uproot you, uproot you, but uprooting him and not allowing the agents of confusion and misunderstanding to pull you out of the house of God. And now in part three, be planted we're talking about understanding the warring spirits that the enemy may send to attack the church and the man and woman of God most churches or ministries around the world have at some point been under the influence or even infiltrated by Jezebel Delilah Absalom or the Leviathan spirit these spirits are set and assigned by the enemy to come and attack the senior leadership of the church for one purpose and one person purpose only and that is to destroy the anointing to come against the anointing destroy the man of God and then come against the body of Christ ultimately that's the goal and the two main spirits that you are finding in churches today is the spirit of Jezebel and Delilah these are the leading principalities of darkness that are in operation to attack the body of Christ Sadly, most churches are not even aware that these spirits have been wrecking havoc for years in their ministries. These spirits are lurking in the leadership or those closest to the senior leadership of the church and have been for years. This is why you see a revolving door in your church or ministry. But it's not God's will for hell to prevail over his house. Warriors of Christ, be armed and be vigilant. The Bible says, do not be surprised. Don't be surprised. Dear friends, don't be surprised, it tells you. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. That's found in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. See, the attacks against you and against your church or your ministry is not anything new. This is not a new thing, the Bible lets us know. And nor is it a strange thing, the Bible lets us know. Because the enemy for years has been wanting to attack and stop the man and woman of God from doing that which God has assigned and purpose for you to do in the earth. Think back over your life and everything that God has brought you from. And I'm sure if you take a look, you'll begin to see that you were under attack long before you thought about entering a church, long before you thought about walking into ministry. So don't be surprised. And many people, baby Christians, Christians sometimes think that, oh, if I go into ministry or if I answer the call of God, then then everything is going to line up properly. No, that's not what that's not the way it works. That's not reality. That's when the real warfare starts. So you have to understand in a ministry when we're talking about being planted and why are people just getting up and walking out of a church or walking out of a ministry or they come in, they get healed, they get delivered, they get saved, they get set free. And then a few months later, a couple of years later, they're gone. Why is that? Because these warring spirits are at work and they're coming against the body of Christ.
And what you have to do is be, be vigilant. You have to be aware. The Bible says, don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. It also lets us know, don't be afraid. For it says in Isaiah 41, 10 through 13, do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who are angered at you will be shamed and dishonored. Those who contend with you will be as nothing and will perish. You will seek those who quarrel with you but will not find them. Those who war with you will be as nothing and non-existent. For I am the Lord your God, who upholds your right hand, who says to you, do not fear, I will help you. God will fight for you. And the good news is we already won. We already won the battle because God has given us the victory. So you have to recognize these spirits when you see them because they are in operation in your churches, in your ministries. There's no ministry or church around the world who hasn't at some point been attacked or infiltrated in some cases by these warring spirits. Because anytime you have an anointed man or woman of God, you must realize that the enemy is going to send attacks into the ministry. And the enemy can't attack the church from the back. He can't attack from the outer court. He has to enter the inner court. So, and when you're looking for the spirits that are in operation, you need to start looking at your leadership team. Because these leadership teams, they're the ones that are prime target for the enemy to try to infiltrate. Why? Because they're close to the senior man or woman of God. And when they're close to the senior man or woman of God how many know that they have influence how many know they have access to the senior man or woman of God so their relationship with the senior leadership is what the enemy will try to infiltrate and he will try to penetrate that relationship and try to influence those that are the closest to the leadership just as he did in biblical days with Jezebel and Delilah so let's talk a little bit about where Jezebel comes from let's talk a little bit about Jezebel we know in first kings the book of first kings where Jezebel is described as a queen and she was the wife of Ahab who was king of Israel and we know that Ahab was not a good king at all you know he was already wicked but Jezebel through her influence and her closeness obviously to her husband was able to lead him into abandoning worship of God and encouraging worship of deities or false gods and so she encouraged the worship of Baal and Jezebel also persecuted the prophets of God and she had influence and she was associated with false prophets so we know the history of Jezebel in biblical days but now the spirit of Jezebel is not female or male it is just that it is a spirit so the spirit of Jezebel that we're talking about now that is running rampant throughout ministries across the world and churches across the world that spirit is in operation in male leadership as well as female leadership and so you have to understand now the characteristics are the same so let's talk a little bit about the characteristics of the spirit of Jezebel first of all Jezebel comes to try to destroy the church from the inside out. Jezebel is not trying on the outside, but on the inside. That's why I talked earlier about Jezebel's spirit being in leadership that sits directly under the senior leadership. Because you have to remember that Jezebel's spirit is trying to attack the senior or the head man or woman of God. That God has set in and signed over a particular house or a particular ministry. And this could even be an evangelistic ministry. It doesn't necessarily have to be a brick and mortar church. It could be an evangelistic ministry. The enemy doesn't care whether you have an 
evangelistic ministry, whether you have a church, one church, 10 churches, 100 churches. He doesn't care. He's coming after the anointing that sits on the man or woman of God with one intent and one intent only to destroy that man or woman of God and, and attack the people. And you have to remember the purpose of the attack is to get to the people. That's the ultimate goal of the attack. So let's talk about some of the characteristics about the Jezebel spirit. And you need to look in your leadership teams. You need to look throughout your church and those that are in positions of influence because the spirit of Jezebel is in operation and many of the leaders that function throughout the church. We're talking about being planted, understanding the warring spirits that come against the body of Christ. This is why your church has a revolving door. You have to be aware of these warring spirits. The Jezebel spirit attacks church members with fear. So you see church leaders that have a lot of issues with fear. They, they come under influence by the spirit of Jezebel because of fear. Fear for no reason. They just walk in a lot of fear. It causes members of the body of Christ to become immobilized and they're unable to function as they should. The Jezebel spirit attacks ministers and spiritual leaders with fear. And the number one thing you need to do is be aware of it because if you're aware of it, then you can begin to do something about it. The person with the Jezebel spirit will often attack leaders, discrediting them and disrespecting the anointing of God upon their lives. You have to remember it's not about the person. It's about the spirit that's behind the person that's in operation. That spirit of Jezebel wants to kill the anointing of God upon the person and then destroy that person. That's the ultimate goal. It wants to kill the anointing, destroy that person and come after the people of God. Those operating under the spirit of Jezebel are self-willed. Only their will is important to them and they're out to achieve their own agenda. That person with the spirit of Jezebel is under the influence of Jezebel unaware. Nine times out of 10, they're not aware of it. So stop getting angry with the person. They don't even know what they're doing. That person is operating under the influence, unaware. Jezebel needs to be praised and elevated and noticed. They seek to be the center of attention and they like to be as close to the spiritual leader as possible. They appear to be loyal until you disagree with them. Then they become vengeful and they never forgive. You ever see someone in your leadership camp that when something happens, you know, you think it dies down, you know, and there's a point of repentance and, or so it seems there's a point of repentance. And then a few months later, they bring that same situation back up. They've never truly forgiven and they look for opportunities to get revenge. They have a hidden agenda. They create discord and they lead conflicts and relationships and friendships and fellowships with God's people. And they do it all the while sitting back, attempting to appear innocent. The Jezebel spirit is very manipulative. It's, it looks for people that it can manipulate to carry out its plans. So you gotta watch that spirit of Jezebel. They use, they manipulate, and they control others to accomplish their purposes. But they ultimately work alone. When it comes down to it, they are using others in their relationship with others in the church to exact their plan. That's the spirit of Jezebel. Because the spirit of Jezebel, when it's in its host, it doesn't want to be discovered. So it'll mask itself. It doesn't respect anybody in leadership and it doesn't want to listen to anybody. It's a very religious spirit. And sometimes it's hard to even recognize or distinguish that spirit of Jezebel because it comes sometime in the most, in the least likely of hosts or candidates. Those are those that are sitting in your leadership and you need to be aware of it. Man, woman of God, 
man or woman of God, you need to be aware of it. Whether you have a evangelistic ministry or a church, you need to be aware of these warring spirits because guess what? The people in your congregation can see it clearly. It was Ahab that didn't recognize what was in Jezebel. And when we go further down and we talk about Delilah, it was Samson that didn't understand what Delilah was really doing because they were too close to them. So you have to understand senior leadership. You got to take a look at those that are the closest to you. Jezebel is not committed to anyone. Jezebel at the end of the day doesn't care about anybody, even the host that that spirit uses. It only cares about itself and its agenda. And its agenda is to destroy the woman or man of God and get to the people of God. That's a demonic presence. And unfortunately is in operation in many churches and ministries all across the world. So don't be afraid and don't be surprised because these are attacks that the enemy uses to try to come against the body of Christ. God has prepared a way for us to overcome them, but you first have to start by being aware of them. And you need to begin to do an assessment of your leadership team and those that are around you because they are the reason your doors are revolving, that you have people coming in and going out those same doors. These are the things that come against the body of Christ. And you have to remember the original intent, and that is to destroy the anointing, destroy the man or woman of God in leadership, and to take down the people of God. Another spirit that comes against the body of Christ that is extremely destructive, and it's also seductive, similar to Jezebel's spirit, and that is the spirit of Delilah. Just like the spirit of Jezebel, it is neither male nor female. It is a spirit. We know in biblical times, the story of Delilah and Samson. Delilah was obviously a woman, but in this case, what I'm talking about in present day is the spirit of Delilah. That spirit that comes is neither male or female. It is a seductive spirit that can come and sit inside of a male or female host, but its characteristics are the same. It's cunning. It's seductive. It's attractive. It is a sign to destroy men and women of prominence, people with a purpose in life. Any pastor, any evangelist, a prophet, um, apostle, teacher, any leader who is in ministry, you're the prime target for the spirit of Delilah. That means the enemy will send someone to you, whether it's a male or female, to try to seduce you. And guess what? They're coming for one purpose. They're not coming because you look good. They're not coming because they like you. They're coming as an evil spirit to try to destroy the ministry. And they're also trying to get the leader to commit emotional and physical adultery. And notice I said emotional, emotional adultery and physical adultery. Those are two different things, but it's still adultery. So look at what the trick of the enemy, the trick of the enemy is to send that spirit of Delilah to a male or a female in church leadership, in ministry. Doesn't care what, whether you're male or female, does not care. It's not gender specific and it's coming for one purpose. And that is to destroy the anointing, to destroy the ministry. These are attacks. So you have to be knowledgeable of the attack. And if you're not knowledgeable of the attack, you can't overcome the attack. And see what the enemy will do is to get you in a flattery head and make you think that you're also special and you're also wonderful that all these women in your church like you. Let me tell you, you got yourself a spirit of Delilah running around your church, or you think you're all that in a bag of chips because all of these men all of a sudden are approaching you. You can't go to the grocery store anymore before a man walks up to you and say, Hey, I saw you on TV. I heard you on the radio. Oh, I heard you at the conference and you, you did such a wonderful job. I just, I just think you're doing a great job. I just feel like you need to have a man supporting you and your ministry. The devil is a liar. That is an attack of the enemy. And you've got to recognize that it is a warring spirit and get out of your flesh. See, that's the thing. That's that spirit of Delilah. It wants to arouse your flesh because whenever a man or woman of God that has 
has truly been, and I'm talking to the senior leadership now, the people that are truly anointed of God. See, these spirits don't attack people that don't have anything from God. There'd be no point. These spirits come to attack those that truly have an anointing from God. I mean, you really sincerely have an anointing from God and you're flowing in the things of God. That's when these things will come and attack and they're cunning and they're crafty. The enemy's not going to come with a big sign and say, hey, I'm the enemy and I'm here for one purpose and one purpose only and that's to destroy your ministry. He's not going to say that. He's going to come in a crafty way, in a seductive way, in a way that looks attractive, that looks good. The Delilah spirit will try to gain your confidence. And guess what? That Delilah spirit is relentless because if we review the scripture in Judges where Samson and Delilah in chapter 16, you know that Delilah repeatedly, repeatedly asked Samson, tell me the secret of how you can be subdued. How can you be tied up and subdued? She asked that question repeatedly throughout Judges chapter 16 until eventually Samson gave up the secret. But that's how that spirit of Delilah is. So you take a situation in your church where one month you have an issue with a member of your church, male or female, that's approaching the man or woman of God and being seductive trying to entice they have the spirit of Delilah and then that dies down a year goes by you have the same situation the same attack that's that spirit of Delilah maybe operating in a different person but it's the same spirit and it neither matters whether it's male or female that's in leadership that spirit has one purpose and one purpose only and that is to destroy that spirit of Delilah is highly skilled it knows what you need emotionally and physically it's highly skilled and it is cunning it is crafty like the spirit of Jezebel it will fool those around it it's very deceptive and guess what it shows up in every worship service you got you throw a service Delilah and Jezebel are coming so you just better recognize them when you see them they love money and they will turn on you just as quickly as I'm preaching this message you gotta recognize that spirit for what it is it is a spirit and it comes for one purpose and that's to tear down and to weaken the body of Christ I'm speaking from be planted understanding the warring spirits understand these things are being sent by the enemy so when you're not knowledgeable of the fact that these are attacks coming from the enemy you'll sit back and you'll be confused you'll be tricked you'll be tricked into thinking oh I'm so great the anointing is so powerful on me now all these men want me or now all these women want me or now I'm getting all this attention and you take your eyes off of that which God has set you and assigned you in the earth to do that is what Samson did Samson took his eyes off that which God had purposed for him why was Samson even in the earth why was Samson even born the scripture tells us in Judges chapter 13 beginning in verse 3 the angel of the Lord appealed to her and said you are barren and child you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean you will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb he will take the lead and deliver delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. So what was Samson even born to do? Samson was born first to be dedicated to God from the womb. He was to be a Nazarite and then he the lead and delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. That was his purpose in the earth. And sometimes we forget, I'm talking to senior leadership, I'm talking to five-fold ministry, I'm talking to people that you know you've been called by God to do a work in the earth. Sometimes we forget the reason why we were born. But look back over your life and all of the attacks that the enemy sent to try to stop you up until this point of your life and don't be surprised don't be afraid and don't think it's about you it's about stopping what God has set in a sign for you to do in the earth ultimately to try to 
stop the people of God. And when you put your focus back in the correct direction and you understand the assignment and the plot and the plan that's against you and the ministry, then it will help you to begin to see this spirit for what it is. And that is the demonic evil force that God has given us the power and the tools to overcome. But a lot of times we allow these things to run rampant because we're not even aware of their presence because they're in operation in people that you love every day. Remember, Samson fell in love with Delilah. He loved Delilah. We know that Delilah did not love him or care anything about him, but he loved her. So leadership, these are people that are the closest to you, that you pour out into every single day, that you care about, that the enemy will use. It says in Judges chapter 16, verse four, sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. This here lets you know that Delilah didn't care anything about Samson. Delilah cared about the bribe that was offered to her. And the Philistines obviously understood that they could they could get to Delilah because she clearly didn't care anything about uh, Samson. For one thing, because Samson didn't feel about anyone else the way he did about Delilah. So leadership, senior leadership, you need to check those that are closest to you because you have people that are in your camp, that are in your leadership, that will betray you just as quickly as Delilah betrayed Samson. And we know going down in Judges, if we read on down Judges uh, chapter 16, verses 7 through 14, read those at your leisure, you'll see how Delilah relentlessly pursued Samson with questions about how to tie him and subdue him, how to overpower. And several times she actually tried because he gave her answers, false answers, of course, but he gave her answers and she actually tried. And that shows you how relentless that spirit is. It also shows you how beguiled Samson was because you would think that Samson would have learned the first time. Senior leadership, this is not the first time that spirit of Delilah has tried to run rampant and catch you. There have been women in the church before that tried to have a relationship, an unnatural relationship with a senior leader before. This is not the first time. There have been men that have approached the woman of God before. This is not the first time. Woman of God, you know that there have been people that have come to you and said, I can do twice what your husband does. This is not the first time. Man of God, you know that there are women that have slipped you their phone number and agreed to meet you at hotels before. This is not the first time. So same as with Samson, Delilah asked this question multiple times, but Samson didn't catch on. The only thing Samson did was get frustrated because she kept asking him the same question. Sometimes the leaders, you are getting frustrated because why does this keep happening? But you're not doing anything to stop it. You're giving in. You're allowing Delilah to beguile you. You're allowing the spirit of Jezebel to run half of your church away. Ask yourself, why do people keep walking in and out of this church like there's nothing else to do? Ask people, well, why, why is everybody just leaving? If they all tell you the same answer, we love the senior leadership, but we can't stand those that are around them. That means somewhere in your leadership team, you have members that are operating in the spirit of Jezebel. And when you catch it, snuff it out, not the person. Hear me clearly. Snuff out that spirit, not the person. Keep the leader. Get rid of that false spirit. And see, that's what we have to remember in the body of Christ. We have to stop warring against one another and war against our real enemy because it's not that lead. It's that spirit that is 
infiltrated them and that most likely they've operated in for years and never even knew it. So you got to come against that spirit. You can't get to the point where you're just so frustrated by it that you do as Samson did and just give in because it says in Judges 16 verse 15, then she said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. In other words, that spirit of Delilah will keep coming back and keep coming back. And in everyday church today, that spirit of Delilah will come through different people. The enemy is cunning. He's not going to come through the same person repeatedly. He's going to come through different people, that same spirit. But the scripture lets us know that finally in verse 17, that Samson did give her the secret because he quite frankly was tired of it at that point. And so we gave in. So we know as the scripture goes on that eventually Samson gave up the truth and Samson was overtaken. But now here's where the real purpose of what the Philistines were doing comes in. The enemy showed his head. The Philistines showed their hand in verse 23 of Judges chapter 16. It says, now the rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate saying, our God has delivered Samson, our enemy into our hands. So it was Samson allowing Delilah to beguile him, being moved of his flesh instead of keeping his eyes on God and doing what he knew God had set and assigned him to do in the earth that cost him his anointing that allowed him to be overtaken and subdued and ultimately cost him his life that's the trick of the enemy woman of God man of God that is why the enemy is sitting back plotting against you that's why he has set and assigned these warring spirits to come up against you that is why these things are taking place because the enemy does not want your anointing to go forth because if your anointing goes forth then you'll be useful in fulfilling the purpose that God has set for you so the Bible tells us be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resists steadfast in faith that's in first peter 5 8 to 11 other gods they were not worshiping the true and living god so what i'm saying to you woman of god man of god leadership senior leadership be vigilant the bible says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a warring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resists steadfast in the faith that's found in first peter 5 8 through 11 Another spirit that comes up against the church for the purpose of destroying the body is the Absalom spirit. This spirit is brilliant. It's embroiled in uh, gossip and in complaint. One of the main things that this spirit does is it tries to steal the hearts of the people away from the senior leadership. The purpose is to steal the hearts of the people or those that affirm the pastor or leader they've been assigned to by God. And once it steals the hearts of the people, it's intended to dethrone the senior leadership or even in some cases to bring division, such division that they break off into other churches. You see people that come into your church, they get into your leadership and then all of a sudden after a couple of years, they leave and they break off and they take half your church with them. That's because you were infiltrated by the spirit of Absalom the whole time the entire time they were there for no purpose and no purpose only but to steal the hearts of the people so they can divide and conquer they bring division and the intent is to abort the assignment of god that's the purpose of the spirit of absalom it is all to attack and abort the assignment of god 
a lot of churches are born out of rebellion in the spirit of Absalom. So what you have to look at when you have leaders that are coming up, up under your senior leadership, especially those that are very charismatic, there's nothing wrong with having charismatic people around you. God knows there's nothing wrong with that because God has gifted and anointed a lot of people. We're not speaking against that. What we're speaking against is the spirit of Absalom in some, S-O-M-E, some of those that are in leadership under the senior leader. So some of them have that spirit of Absalom. And their desire is to take the hearts of the people because ultimately Absalom wants to dethrone the senior leadership. Again, the hosts that are being infiltrated by this spirit may not even be aware. They may not even be aware of what they're doing, but they're trying to steal the hearts of the people. Why? Because it wants to get the people out from up under the anointing so that they can destroy the people of God. If you have people in your leadership team that have contrary visions, they have visions of doing things that is not a part of the church vision or the evangelistic ministry vision, but yet they insist on being directly up under you. You may have a spirit of Absalom is rooted in witchcraft and rebellion. That's the spirit of Absalom. And so you want to be aware of the spirits as they are being used against you. See, the spirit of Absalom has a hidden motive, a hidden agenda, hidden strategies, and often hidden alliances. That spirit of Absalom, when it gets into one of the leaders on the leadership team, it will have that person going out in the community, trying to create relationships with people that the senior leadership doesn't even have relationships with, or that he does have relationship with, and try to go behind their back. And I'm speaking right now prophetically because I'm pulling down in the spirit, in the church, listen up senior leaders, because this message is for you. And I'm pulling down prophetically, where you have people that are sitting on your leadership team, and they are going and having conversations conversations with your bishops and your people that you speak to in the community. They're having conversations with people in the community about you and your leadership. And their goal is not to uplift the church and to promote the vision of the church. Their goal is to tear down. Their goal is to come against. Their goal is to set themselves up someplace else. That's their plot. That's their plan. That's their goal. Remember, these people are under the influence of the spirit of Absalom. So they may not even be aware of what they're doing. They should be if they're in leadership. They should know. But oftentimes they don't. Because you have to remember this is an intelligent, a brilliant, cunning, deceptive spirit. It is something that people are not even aware of in most cases. But you need to be aware of it. Because I feel that right now, that right now there is a bishop in particularly that's listening. As a matter of fact, there's more than one that's listening right now. And right now in your leadership camp, you have some Absalons. Unfortunately, you've got more than one. And this is more than one bishop. I'm not speaking just to one person out here. I'm speaking to more than one person out here. And I'm pulling this down by the spirit realm. I will not say your names because there's more than one. M-O-R-E, more than one. So I'm not just speaking to one person. I'm speaking to several people out there. And you've got some Absalons in your camp. And when I say they are Absalons, I mean that they're going out in the community and not just in the state of Florida either. They're going out in other states and they're having conversations by phone, by text, by email, and even face to face. They're having conversations with people and they're setting things up for one intent and one intent only. And that is to be divisive because there's a plot and a plan to divide the church. Not in the way that you're thinking, but in the way the enemy wants to bring. Because the enemy wants to attack. And there's, there is going to be an accusation brought by a leader against the man of God. And that is 
the spirit of Absalom is bringing it and it's set in a sign for one reason and one reason only and that is to tear down so I'm telling you now you need to be aware of it because it is coming God has prepared a way for you to escape it but if you're not aware if you don't listen to the prophet and you don't listen to the prophetic voice while it's trying to tell you this then you're going to miss it and you're going to endure more than you should now I speak to you prophetically and I let you know that God has prepared a way for you to escape it but he's telling you now you need to be aware of it because Absalom is in your camp and he's going to bring an accusation against you that is so strong you will not be able to hide it and not only is he going to bring the accusation but he's going to take people with I need you to understand that when this attack takes place it is a profound attack and it's a strategy the enemy has been trying to trick you with for years it's nothing new it's just like the spirit of Delilah Delilah did this day in and day out to Samson so by the time that Samson actually gave in and gave her his secret it wasn't the first time she asked him she had been asking him day in and day out I'm telling you that spirit of Absalom is already infiltrated in your camp you need to sit down with all of your leaders individually one by one and you need to start shaving off 